Welcome to Learner Unlearning. I'm Dr. Howard Lerner, Superintendent of Bergen County Technical Schools, and this is part four of four podcasts relating to innovative career technical education in this county. Today, we're learning about measures that high schools can take to address not just academics, but overall student wellness and mindfulness. Our guests are David Tankert, Principal of Bergen County Technical Schools at Teterboro Campus. Hello, Dr. Lerner. And two members of his school community, Dan Olivo, Lee Teacher. Hello, Dr. Lerner. And Katerina Kaganovich, current senior in the Law and Justice Program. Good afternoon, Dr. Lerner. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome. Mr. Tankett, uh, let's start with you uh, by giving the listeners a little background on the Teterboro campus. The Bergen County Technical High School, Teterboro, is a school of 670 learners who come from 40 towns across Bergen County. Our students come here for both career and technical education and also a rigorous academic program. The student body is comprised of uh, African-American, Hispanic, Latino, students from socioeconomically disadvantaged groups. Uh, The school is predominantly female, more so than male, which is atypical of technical schools. Um, And our students come here and have an opportunity to experience real hands-on learning, whether that's interacting in Washington, D.C. with politicians, entering art competitions, or entering a competition um, sponsored by NASA. The greatest thing about Teterboro is the student body in and of itself. Um, We're fortunate to have students who are going to be the future, who are not only strong academically, but are strong as citizens as well. Mr. Tanker, can I ask you a quick question? Uh, What are the specific majors, the career and technical education programs that you offer here at Teterboro? The school has nine particular um, technical programs that the students choose to apply to, aerospace engineering, automotive engineering and design, commercial art and graphic design, digital media, fashion design and merchandising, computer science, law and justice, strategic asset management, and colonology. Let's start by listening to a clip of a high school student named Michaela Horn, who attends Wheaton North High School in Illinois and recently contributed to a TED Talk. Hi, I'm Michaela. I'm a junior in high school. I love to play the violin and piano, and I'm stressed. I'm stressed about homework because I have so much homework to do every day, and every class has hours of homework. I'm also stressed about not getting enough sleep, both due to the homework I have to do and extracurriculars I do, from the school newspaper to the speech team to playing the violin in the youth symphony orchestra. It all adds stress because it all takes time. Another thing you may know we high schoolers are stressed about is having all those college applications submitted. Katerina. How would students in our school relate to Michaela's comments? It's hard to disagree that in today's day and age, competition is only mounting. And between extracurriculars and academics, it's a battle to find your place. And it's a battle to understand how to manage all those things. So in ninth grade, I obviously came here from my town. I was put in a pond with equally as amazing students as I was and it was my job to learn um, through trials and failures where my place in this community was and how I was going to manage my stress. So over the course of four years I really had to look at my values. I had to understand that what I valued was happiness. I valued pursuing knowledge and education and I understood that 
I had to put my health in combination with success. So in ninth grade, I really wanted to take on everything and be the best at everything at the sacrifice of sleep and at the sacrifice of happiness. But as a senior and I faced my lion's share of challenges over the course of high school, especially in such a competitive pond, I learned that the keys to managing stress and homework is time management. So to me, time management means that I will shut down my phone and I will really understand the core of what I'm learning. And that by understanding why I'm learning and what I'm learning helps me do my homework faster and with better accuracy. And when it comes to extracurriculars, it is important to, extracurriculars and with school, it's important to give your all when you're there. So when you're in extracurricular activities, you focus on that. And when you're doing homework, you're focusing on that. And if you plan out your day with that in mind, you get some you get the appropriate amount of sleep and your stress levels decrease that's very interesting katarina you know thank you for sharing that i really never thought that particular way and i think just in speaking to what katarina just spoke about uh, one of the most common issues for students coming in here as a ninth grader is it's the first time in their life where they are the smallest fish in a very big pond and i think the expectations of coming to a school such as this and saying wow, this is something that's kind of greater than I am, can be overwhelming. And I think for our students coming in, some common issues relative to stress are just understanding that for most of our students, they were perfect on a lot of their academics in in middle school. Their identity was wrapped up as being the class valedictorian or straight A student. And I think the biggest issue is coming here. Um, It's a change. It's a big change. And it's, it's a good opportunity for students to take a step into the world and see Uh, what life will be like, because eventually, you know, the saying water rises to its own level eventually will happen. And I think students here that the common issues and stressors are trying to be perfect, trying to get perfect grades, mapping out their life starting at the age of 14. And I think what we really try to do and our teachers try to do is educate the entire student, teach them skills like psychological flexibility, um, you know, meditative practices, responding to, you know, life as it as it comes. And I think, you know, Mr. Levo can probably speak to those as kind of, you know, issues and things that he sees in his classroom and how he tries to work towards kind of addressing those things. Yeah, this is definitely something that I've thought about a lot over the past four years. And I I think it's important to note, too, as uh, you just mentioned, Mr. Tankard, that level of social comparison now for someone like you, Katerina, is probably much different than it was for me when I graduated high school in the year 2000. Like you had, the, you had the group of students that you would be competing with in your own classroom, but now it seems that students are dealing with it on almost a national, if not global level, due to the availability of social media for social comparison. So I know um, like you and I had a conversation probably last year in, in our research class where I think you were feeling insecure about a student who you met at a conference who had written a law or helped draft a law in Minneapolis or... Yeah, so he said that his hook to getting into an Ivy League was that he helped pass a law that would eliminate having to take a foreign language requirement. And it seemed to me that in order to get into one of these schools, I had to do something equally as life-changing. And that obviously gives a lot of pressure to kids. But I think that what I, what I eventually took out of AP Research is that 
it's more important to be passionate and to be driven by what you're studying rather than trying to get to that end goal. Because in the search of an end goal, you miss all the steps in between and you miss that growth that you could have gotten in those steps. Yeah. And that's the, so that's the challenge for a teacher, because if you want to create a rewarding experience for a student, you have to have high expectations. But at the same time, you need to be cognizant and empathetic uh, of your of your students to know that in that in trying to cultivate that passion, you are going to cause stress. Like there, there are just anything worth doing is probably going to be difficult to do. So how do you get around that? Well, you have to have support systems in your class where you dedicate time in your classroom for them to just stop, take a moment and breathe. And the management of stress is not just an adolescent problem. This is a problem that we face as adults. And if we're not critical about what we're doing um, and we don't model that in our classrooms, then it's gonna be really hard for students to, to see that and believe it. And I think one of the things that's really important to kind of understand is it, it looking at the lives of the students today, it's vastly different than it was before. You know, our student body is coming to school and you have to look at their, their life and, and the events that they've lived through. It's a post 9-11 world. They've gone to school and, you know, Every month they've done school security drills and they've seen the news and they saw the market crash and financial instability in 2008, 2009. Um, they've seen the explosion of social media. They've seen the explosion of their peers becoming social activists. And I think it's important to, to take into context the, the world of the students and the challenges they face. And quite honestly, I think it's probably harder for them. And I know every generation before the other thinks it's been harder. But I think part of, you know, the, the stress and anxiety students face is because it is significantly more challenging to be a teenager living in the world today than it ever has been. And I think that's where we can do our best to support them. Yes, I definitely agree. Uh, school nowadays is definitely different than when I went to school in the 70s or 80s. Uh, just the fact of the influx of the information technology age, the social media uh, the amount of information we receive on a minute-by-minute -minute basis is so different. Um, and that can absolutely lead to additional pressures that we didn't have or I didn't have as, as a student. I want to play for you a second clip. This one from a TED Talk with a high school teacher named Amy Burke, who shared her goal when it comes to educating her students. Take a listen. The highest function of education is to bring about an integrated individual who is capable of dealing with life as a whole. I love that. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. But before you can deal with life as a whole, I think you have to deal with yourself as a whole. Dan uh, and or Dave, what are we doing in Teterboro to address students as a whole? I think that this clip and something that Mr. Tanker just left off with uh, are incredib incredibly important points. And that is that the, the nature of the world that a teenager is growing up in now um, is very different than it was 15, 20 years ago. And that has everything to do with shifts in technological access, shifts in how that technology is being used. Uh, the fact that you have global climate change that is here and is looming on the horizon, unfortunately. And we have a responsibility to these generations coming up because we got plenty of apologizing we can do. But the one thing that we can do for them is, sh is sort of give them the tools necessary to be flexible in uncomfortable situations. So we've been using a mindfulness initiative over the past four years 
that is heavily integrated into acceptance and commitment therapy and cognitive behavior therapy practices where we don't necessarily tell the students directly that that's what it is, but um, the principles are there. So it all, it all starts with what Katarina mentioned before. So value identification, like identifying the why of what you do, what you do. And in being grounded in those and really being thoughtful about how those things are, are utilized in your day-to-day -day activities can help push you through when you're doing, you know, an activity when you're doing something that's very meaningful to you. Like if you're doing a self-guided research process and you want to keep it going for an entire year, like that takes a lot of commitment. And I think when you talk about values as far as, you know, kind of a, a bigger scale uh, in terms of efforts to reduce stress, I think the thing that as far as an administrative team and even a faculty that we value the most is kind of understanding, trying to do what's in the best interest of kids. And I think the biggest thing we've tried to do through the years and you don't always succeed is look at whatever you're trying to solve and say, is this in the best interest of students, not just academically, but socially and emotionally? Um, this is a process that we've undertaken, you know, over four years, we've gone slowly. Um, we've made mistakes, but we haven't, you know, been afraid of making mistakes. We've been successful. Um, we've done things such as allowing, you know, students, uh, giving students and faculty access to uh, the Headspace app, to bringing in speakers, to having different academic teachers incorporate mindfulness practices into the classroom. You know, we're, we're teaching students, we're not teaching content. And I think it's important to remember what it was like to be 15, 16, 17 years old and, and getting ready to face the world that's, that's tremendously challenging. I feel like the pressure to get grades and the pressure to um, succeed numerically rather than intrinsically is what gives a lot of kids stress. And I think those are some of the things we've tried to do as far as just, you know, trying to not emphasize grades. We have minimized, you know, access to power school, which initially was, was seen as the worst thing in the world. Sometimes you make decisions where you try to, you know, look at the bigger picture. Um, we've also tried with the college process to emphasize that students should apply to the school that's best for them, not the school that sounds the best. Um, and I think, you know, one of the biggest things as far as like mindfulness and the mindfulness initiative is we've really tried to give our students the skills to manage the world. Um, one of the things I think that we found many, many years ago in starting this was it's not about taking things away because unfortunately as students get older and they go to work, um, when they're stressed, their boss is not going to say you have less work to do and I'm going to take this away from you. I think it's about being able to manage, navigate life, being flexible and understanding whatever's going on in that particular moment is not the end of the world and you can get through it. And when you do those things and, and you get through a stressful situation, you can realize that um, you can succeed in all kinds of circumstances. So I think it, it serves our students well. Well, this has been really interesting, and I really thank all of you for being here, Mr. Tankert. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Katerina, Dr. Lerner, Mr. Levo. This was fantastic, and hopefully uh, listeners have an opportunity to learn more about the community. Katerina. Thank you for having me. Mr. Levo. Thank you for having me as well. I want to thank you for taking the time to share some of these incredible things you're doing here at Bergen Tech Teterboro campus to address an issue that many high schools around the country are facing. And to all the listeners, thank you for joining us on this, the fourth and final session of Learner on Learning.